I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey everyone, I'm Daria Rose, and you're listening to The Foodist Podcast. Today, we get down in the weeds with this uh, <laughs> this episode. I'm talking to Saba, and her her issue today that she comes with is a little bit more complex than the guests we've had so far on the show because she's actually dealing with two simultaneous issues with her eating that combine to create an even more difficult problem to unweave. So basically, um, her, the first thing that it, that comes up as an issue is that she really strongly moralizes her food choices. And what I mean by that is that some foods are good. That means they're healthy. They're things she should eat, that she feels virtuous about eating. And then there are foods that are bad, that are unhealthy, that are not good for her, that she feels very guilty eating. And this is sort of the world she's living with. And 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 while that model has served her somewhat, it has helped her make a lot of changes in her life that are healthy, um, moralizing food is usually problematic. And the reason is because it takes your focus away from the food itself. And that makes healthier foods not taste as good because you don't appreciate them for what they are. And it also makes you feel restricted all the time because you can't have what's good, you know, I mean, what's bad, (laughs) what's actually good. And so it tends to lead to a lot of binge type eating behaviors. And so uh, generally, food moralization is a problem and it can get people in a lot of sticky situations. On top of that, Saba actually also has an emotional component to her eating. So when she's stressed, when she's happy, when she's bored, whenever she's feeling restless, her default is to turn to food for comfort. And as you can guess, Comfort foods tend to be her forbidden foods. So when you combine these two mindsets, you sort of end up in a, like a disastrous situation because in order to feel good in the moment, you have to do something that's going to make you feel terrible <laughs> a couple hours later. Um, and so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mixed up ball of complicated feelings and complicated behaviors. And her and I go in and tackle it together and try to make sense of it all, try to unwind some of the the knot and point her in a direction where she can get some resolution. Um, obviously, this is complex. We're not solving her life in this episode, but, you know, it's worth, if you've got, um, you know, this is a very real and very common thing. I mean, food is, food is a big deal um, for a lot of people. And it's not often as simple as just one problem or one, one issue to work through. It's often, you know, a rich tapestry of things. And so this is a good example of a situation where the two problems sort of fuse um, to make a, a bigger problem and it makes it that much harder to undo, but you can get a sense for how we can go about doing that by untangling the issues one at a time. Also, I wanted to remind you guys that if you would like to be on the show, either if you're a success story, you're somebody who's been reading the blog of Summer Tomato or the book Foodist, uh, or have been listening to the podcast and have had some success, I would love to talk to you. Or if you'd like to be coached on the show and have me work through with you through one of these issues, I'm also happy to do that. Just go to summertomato.com slash podcast and fill out the form there. Thank you and enjoy. 
Hello, Saba. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dario, for having me on. Absolutely. Why don't you start by giving me a little background of what you've been what you've been struggling with? So my biggest problem is um, sacking. Um, I've struggled with my weight for many years, and I'm finally at a place that I that I'm happy with, where with my diet, with the fact that I'm kind of losing weight con- somewhat consistently, um, with what I eat for breakfast, with my eating habits. But what I haven't been able to change is my approach towards snacking. So before when I was trying to lose, well, before when I wasn't losing weight, I used to eat a lot of crisps. Um, I ate crisps all the time, like if I was feeling sad or um, or happy or if I was hungry or like if I woke up in the middle of the night and I hadn't eaten much for dinner, I was like, mm, what can I eat like that's going to fill me up really quick? And it was always a packet of crisps. Hmm. And so I weaned myself off that by when I sort of started, started changing my diet, I stopped buying crisps. If they were in the house, I would make sure that like my family members would hide them. And so I kind of got off eating crisps and sort of any other, well, I didn't really eat that many other snacks, but just yeah, crisps and like I really like these like chili chips, um, which are like this. I, I don't know how to explain them. They're like a very local thing, but they're like crisps, but like little sticks, like matchstick kind of like fried matchstick potatoes with spice. It's like hard to explain. You're in you're in Karachi, right? Yes, right. So like they're a big cultural thing here, and I kind of grew up eating them, and like I would eat like packets at, at a time, and so I just stopped buying all of that stuff. But the problem now is that I feel like I have the same relationship towards healthy or like I'm, I'm using like air quotes you can't see this <laughs> while uh, with snacks is because for example like you know if I'm I, I think oh well I like deserve to eat nuts right now because I feel sad or happy or I'm bored and I want to watch tv and I won't eat like a handful of nuts like I eat a whole packet like 300 grams of it I will and I feel terrible afterwards but I have I feel like because I'm being so virtuous with my diet I don't eat a lot of dessert I actually don't eat any desserts really um the most I'll have is like some dark chocolate or if I'm out at a restaurant I'll have like a couple of bites of somebody's dessert um you know I don't eat complex carbs I don't drink like um I give up diet coke and and things like this a couple of years ago so because I'm being so virtuous in every other place like I feel like oh I deserve to eat snacks like snacks are the one thing going for me obviously the end result is that I end up feeling really ill because that's not the kind of food I, I'm supposed to be eating and I just feel like emotionally this isn't the best way for me to be like filling like I feel like I fill an emotional hole essentially with snacks I feel like I do it with like a sense of like self-righteousness and and like I deserve this because I'm so good and everything else and like healthy nuts can't be so bad. I see. So in the past, you struggled a little bit with your weight and you had what sounds like a sort of an unhealthy relationship with crisps and a few other <laughs> snacks. And you've actually done an amazing thing, which is you've overhauled your habits and you were able to stop that particular habit and replace it with healthier food. And you've had some success there and you're eating well and you're not eating processed foods, you're not eating junk and you feel good about that. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all wonderful. But it sounds like now you still sort of have that same habitual behavior, but it's more focused on healthy snacks. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I will eat like macadamia nuts, but then I'll eat like 150 grams of macadamia nuts. And then you don't feel well. Or if I'm eating, I don't know, like sweet potato fries instead of fries, like I'll eat 
like far too many of them. Yeah, and I don't feel well afterwards. Um, sometimes I do. Like sometimes I'm just like, well, this is great. Um, and, <laughs> but then like if there's too many of them, like and I, I, I do like these. I, I try to trick myself thinking I'm not going to take the whole packet. I'll just like pour myself like a little bit of them in a bowl. And then like a few hours have passed and like time has stopped still. And like, you know, the bad late night reality TV is on and I'm still there eating nuts. Okay. And you think that one of the reasons that you're doing this is because you are so healthy during the day. I mean, I'm actually going to quote you here. You're like, this is the one thing I've got going for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, well, I don't eat, like I don't go out and eat like pints of ice cream. Like my ice cream is kind of like a once in a summer. Um, It's my birthday in the summer. So I always eat ice cream on my birthday. (laughs) And like very occasionally if I'm out, like I'll have like a couple of bites of somebody's dessert and that's it and so I feel like yeah like this I deserve to have snacks and then I think like well I'm not even doing a bad thing like I'm eating good snacks I'm not eating the usual crisps or like you know like processed food or eating McDonald's like I'm eating good healthy things but except like I'm eating too much of the good healthy things so then I like now I started thinking should I just eat crisps instead like it's <laughs> better when I ate like fewer crisps like obviously I haven't done that yet but uh but you know like now my brain's thinking was I just better off before yeah I have a question you keep using the word deserve as if you are making some big sacrifice normally and this is some sort of reward for your virtuous behavior. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I think I I think this is part of partly linked to the fact that I've been trying to lose weight for so many years. I'm I'm gonna turn thirty-one this year, but essentially I think I've been struggling with my weight. Um and I was never obese. I was never extremely unhealthy. Like I see that now. But obviously when I was younger I didn't see it that way. Um I was like a good five or six kilos heavier than everyone else I, I don't know how much that translates into pounds and so I feel like for so many years I've been doing this and now I finally deserve to like eat something nice <laughs> you know I've tried like variations of diets like for so many years I said I wouldn't eat this or that like I went through like a six-year phase where I didn't eat mangoes ever and like mangoes are a big thing here in the summer and right. I never ate them simply because I thought like no I'm just gonna gain like tremendous amounts of weight so yeah I think it's it's not that i see like losing weight as a punishment um or being healthy as a punishment i just feel like because i've been doing this for so long maybe like where is my just desserts i don't know is that a strange way to to put it no i think it makes sense i mean you let me have you ever enjoyed do you enjoy the way you eat normally the way i eat now or the way i used to eat the way you eat now Yeah, yeah i do yeah i do because i um I, f- I see how much it's improved the way I think and work. Uh, before I used to feel sluggish, um, like food would make me feel slightly ill because I would eat too much of it. I ate food for the wrong reasons because I was busy and like ate the bad, like the wrong thing or with, I was with friends and I didn't want to say no. Um, or I just thought it was more convenient to to order something awful or just get takeout instead of cooking. So I enjoy the way I eat now. Like I, and I miss it actively when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And if I, for example, can't get access to, like I drink a lot of bulletproof coffee and I miss it when I can't get it. And I see like how having some of those things that I'm used to now, how much of a difference it makes. Like I love eating fried eggs in the morning. I think I always have, but like it's a big part of my breakfast now. And I miss it if I can't have it somewhere else. So I don't, I, I enjoy the way I eat, but I, I think I miss the the parts of eating that used to make me feel happy. 
Ah, so you enjoy your new, the feeling you get from taking better care of your body and, and, and eating well and fueling yourself well so that you, you have more energy, you feel better. But, but it sounds like there's some part of you that feels like you're missing pleasure. Yeah, yeah, because obviously I, I I think I associate pleasure with like all the foods that I've given up, right? Like so complex carbs, like I used to eat a lot of naan. Uh, well, not a lot of naan, but like, you know, if I was out, like and if I was having kind of Pakistani food, I would eat naan with it. It's kind of, it's hard of like hard to associate like South Asian food without eating bread. Yeah, or like taking second helpings of things or just like a lot of comfort, like food that I associate from my childhood was not necessarily the most healthy food. Or even if it was healthy, I ate too much of it. Like I, I love lentil soup, but like I think you could put like a whole cauldron in front of me and I would eat it. It's like I, I get tend to go into like these weird blind phases. So I don't in, like I used to feel happy from these kinds of food. Now I don't feel that sense of happiness, I think. And you don't ha- feel that sense of happiness because you don't eat them or because... Well, I mean, I, yeah, because I've given up some of them. And then and I then I know because I but I also because if I, for example, let's say like I do decide to eat something that I used to eat before, like, let's say fries and I have them now, like I don't feel good afterwards. Like it's very fleeting pleasure. So like I feel like I'm, you know, it's like it's I'm damned both ways, essentially. Um, but even the food that I did enjoy before, like I now I don't enjoy it because it doesn't give me that same amount of happiness because now I know better. So now I know I'm going to feel ill like in a few hours or this is going to make me feel really sluggish and lazy or I'm just going to wake up and feel like groggy and and bloated. Yeah. So I feel like either way, nothing kind of the food doesn't make me happy the same way it used to. Like I'm happy with my, with my diet. I'm just not happy with with the periphery of it, I think. Like, I think I miss the extras, really. Like, I'm happy with, like, my three solid meals, but I miss the extras bit of it. I see. And and you're also, it sounds like you have, you're stuck in a, a situation where you have this association with these foods where they're, like, sort of a symbol of living freely, being uninhibited. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes, exactly. And even though I was always trying to lose weight, like I don't actually think, I mean, maybe for a few weeks at a stretch, but I think losing weight has always been a big part of my uh, of my thought process. Whenever I was losing weight before, I never really tried to reform my diet in any significant way. Definitely, like if you asked me two years ago, I would never have said like I could give up bread. It would just never have happened. But now you have. Yeah, now I have. Um, yeah. And I feel like before when I used to try to lose weight, like I would never give up on things. I would try to exercise more or um, I would try to eat at a better time or I would try to make sure that I had like a proper breakfast and, you know, eat less sugar, like very basic things, but never try to overhaul my my diet in any significant way. So I felt like I was never giving up on things that I really liked. And you do that now completely well no i mean obviously i'm I'm human i wish i was like that strong that i would you know just never go back to things again like obviously occasionally i will like let myself eat something that i enjoyed before because i don't think i want to go through life completely cutting myself off from the foods that i liked but i don't feel like they give me the same kind of happiness that i used to before um But, but it's almost like your brain expects them to Yes, yes, absolutely. So I I get very excited like the day that I feel like I'm going to have something special from like the food I used to eat before. And, um, you know, I plan it around like, like I'm not going to eat anything the entire day. And like, this is it. I'm going to eat this. And then I eat it and it's terribly disappointing. 
And I feel like, oh, great, like I've put all of my other work to waste as well. And I think it's the same thing with with snacks is that I I eat them because I think, well, everything else is going well. And this is just like my add on that is for me. And I can eat these as many as I want because, you know, they're healthier. Right. They're not as bad for you as as crisps or unlimited amounts of like fries or, you know, nachos and like biscuits and things that people eat. But your expectations are not being matched by the reality of the situation anymore. No, and I don't know whether it's because my brain like has finally realized that the stuff isn't good for you or that it's continuously trying to find that same kind of happiness in different kinds of food. Um, so like last year, I, as, as I said, I really liked these chili chips and I was completely addicted to them for, for years. And then last year, I discovered that they make these cashew nuts at like my local store, which are chili flavored. So obviously I went out and bought like, 100 grams and then I went back the next day and bought another 200 grams and then over the next month I feel like all I did was go to that store and buy chili flavored cashews only because they gave me that same kind of like chili taste but every time I would eat more than 10 I would feel sick because it was I mean cashews are rich are very rich yeah. rich right and but I would eat them in the same amount of like the same way that I would eat crisp before which are much lighter um and i i also go into these like weird blind eating phases like i said before where like if i'm sitting in front of the tv or reading a book like i will just not realize how many i've eaten until it's too late it sounds like there's a lot going on <laughs> here so we have <laughs> sorry no 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 it's good um it's good to like sort of sort it out and tease these things apart because i feel like that's the only way to solve the problem is to sort of tackle all the individual problems one at a time. Um, so the first thing that you're you're coming up against is that you know that you have an expectation in your mind around what true freedom is around food. And part of you really, really wants that. But the other part of you is really proud of yourself for being able to give up you know, a complete junk food diet or whatever, you know, maybe it wasn't too bad, but like you've, you've made huge progress. And so you're torn between wanting to sort of reclaim some of that freedom where you didn't restrict yourself and also maintain your health and this new sort of health style that you've developed. And so that puts you in a position where every once in a while you break. And you you say to yourself, I've been so good, I deserve this other thing. And then on top of that, <laughs> you've layered in uh, a, a, a sort of a justification of saying to yourself, well, if I replace the unhealthy indulgence with a healthier indulgence, then there's sort of no rules anymore. And so that you justify like sort of eating to make yourself sick because... It somehow in like some weird logic in your brain like that is better yes yes also do you live in my kitchen and how do you know all of this <laughs> you just told me all of this i know but like you're a genius i yeah <laughs> well um i don't know about that but um the issue so so those are two separate things right like those are two separate logical fallacies going on yeah and then it sounds like they're um, and we, you just started hinting at this, but so just correct me if I'm wrong. It also sounds like there's also, I mean, when you describe blind eating, that usually is a sign that you're being triggered by some sort of stress or emotion and you're eating to soothe yourself. 
Yeah, yeah, because that's how I approach snacks before as well, right? Like I would eat snacks if I felt happy or sad or angry or um, stressed out or if I was having PMS or just bored, I don't know, like or favorite shows on TV, etc. Like all of those things. So I still associate snacks with them in the same way. And I try now to kind of, it's very strange. I try to talk myself out of these spirals where I feel like, okay, like you can, you're better than this. And sometimes I don't have snacks in the house, right? But then I go through this like whole bargaining with myself, like back and forth. So like a few weeks ago, I literally spent an hour thinking, should I go out and buy chips? Should I not go out and buy chips? Should I go out and buy chips? And then eventually I did. Like an hour later, I was out like buying Whoa. the chili chips that I used to like. So not only did you have, you, you, you gave in and you probably felt bad about that. And then, but not only that, you wasted an hour of your life stressing out over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even like joyful at the end. Right? Like it was terrible because I'd spent all this time stressing out about it. Um, it wasn't great when I had it. I didn't feel better afterwards. It didn't solve any of the problems. I mean, what was I supposed to do instead? Like fry a couple of other eggs and like eat, like eat, like you can't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to like replace that feeling with with food like you're not that hungry and then also that's a problem right i'm not hungry when i'm stressed out I'm, I'm often full it's just that my brain starts thinking as you're, you're right like it's a trigger that like oh you need to eat xyz thing to make yourself feel better well i also feel guilty like i feel like i need to go to confession afterwards and like tell someone of course you do i mean you just <laughs> you de- deliberated about it for an hour and obviously there's some tension there yeah and then what also like, I mean, it also helps sometimes, for example, like when I tell people that I've given up X, Y, Z things, like I also feel very virtuous, right? When like I'm at a dinner and everyone is like reaching for the bread basket and I'm the one who's like, well, I don't even need to eat this, which is true. I don't. Um, and I'm not being like egoistic about this. Like, it's true. I don't actually need to eat the bread basket. And I feel much better. And I feel like, oh, look, everyone also thinks that I'm doing a virtuous thing. Mm-hmm. You, you've strongly moralized your food choices. Yes, yes, very strongly. Uh, but I feel like I had to because, well, not in terms of like, yeah, I mean, also in terms of moral choices, but but I had to tell myself that like I was making unhealthy choices and that the way I approached food and the way I approached like what was good for me was not was not necessarily what was good for me. It was just what I believed was good for me. Like I would never a year ago have ever ordered a salad in a restaurant. Like it would never have happened. And now I make a salad every single day at home. I feel like I consciously make decisions that are good for me. It's just they're not the decisions that always make me happy. Like a salad makes me happy, yes, but it doesn't make me as happy as crisps used to. The salad doesn't make you as happy as crisps used to. Yeah, <laughs> there's a um, there's a there's but it's true that I mean, like they, both these things can't make you happy, right? Like it's not possible to find the same amount of happiness with salad that you find with crisps. Well, they're different. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, happiness, like, is, and and this is a thing about food, right? I mean, not all food serves exactly the same purpose. You know, you're putting a lot on your food (laughs) for it to be, (laughs) make you healthy, make you energized, make you thin, and make you happy all at once. True. Not every single food can do all those things for you. Right. But then, I mean, I think, obviously, the, the great answer would be that I have to find happiness in the food that I do eat and that is better for me and you do yes um but how do I resist well that's obviously like a question for later maybe but then how do I that's fine like my three meals a day like I'm happy and healthy with those but then it's a time in between that is the problematic part where 
if one thing sets off in my day, I will start thinking about, like you're right, like it is a stress trigger sometimes, but sometimes it's not even a stress trigger. Like sometimes I just feel like having XYZ thing that I enjoyed and I'm like, well, what is the closest replacement to it? So instead of crisps, I'd eat nuts instead of, I'm trying to like, I feel like I'm struggling with remembering what I used to eat before. Um, I used to eat a lot of popcorn before um, and I don't eat that much anymore as I, like my stomach started getting, um, like I had a proper stomach infection afterwards. So I'd eat like something else that is salty and, and crunchy. I wanted anything fried. So I like try to find like some dehydrated version of like something that's like not, that has like the same amount of crunch um, and crisp associated to it. You have a lot of, you substitute a lot. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And and you do it from a place, I mean, it sounds like you developed a strategy to, I mean, you knew you wanted to be healthier. Yes, absolutely. And and you just developed a strategy to convince yourself that all these new behaviors are the right thing to do. They're the way to do that. They're the way to be healthy. Yeah, because everything else... Like I, I also stalled with a lot of things, right? Every time I would go on a diet, it would work for a little while. And obviously now I see, now I see in retrospect that they weren't the right diets for me. They wouldn't work. I would exercise, I would lose weight, I would gain it back. I, you know, my weight would fluctuate all the time. I didn't enjoy exercising then because I felt like it was a chore. I didn't, then when I did enjoy exercising, I enjoyed food too much I just realized at some point that like none of this was working. I had spent all these years worrying about my weight, essentially since I was 14. I had spent all this money on like the gym and, you know, occasional like food fads. Like I went through this thing where I went like on a cereal diet where I only ate cereal for like three meals. It's awful. I lost weight, but you know, and I realized that nothing was working and I had to make a healthier choice for my life. And I'm glad I did. But I had to use all these like little tricks, obviously, to justify myself into staying on course. Now your strategy, you're realizing, is backfiring to some extent. Yes, yes. Because I feel like I'm, like, this is the thing. Like, these last few weeks, I feel like I'm falling back into, like, I, I feel like I might go back to the way I used to eat before. And I desperately don't want to do that. Is it because you're tired? Yeah, I just feel like it's easier. And what's the harm in eating so many nuts or... Yeah. And I feel like I'm just replacing the same emotions. And that to me is very problematic. And sometimes it, it like I get off it completely. Like sometimes weeks will go by and I won't have snacks at all. And then sometimes I'll have a whole week where essentially like I'll wake up and I want to have a snack for breakfast. Instead of like your normal healthy breakfast. Instead of my normal healthy food. Like I'll actually wake up thinking like what is salty and crunchy and crispy that I can have right now. I worry that you're not getting enough pleasure from your food. Right. And I worry that part of that comes from the fact that you've so moralized the food choices that you make. I mean, there's there's data on this. If you tell people that something's healthy or virtuous and you give it to them, or if you give a person the exact same food and say it's indulgent and decadent, e- even if it's the exact same food, they will be less happy with the healthy choice. Because it doesn't sound good. Right, yeah. That's why everyone says when you have a choice between salad and fries, you always pick fries because they're not the same thing, but like you feel like the fries are better. Or I don't know, it's like the with cheese without cheese concept, maybe. Um, <laughs> the famous with cheese and without cheese conflict. <laughs> yeah. 
yes, you know, like you think it's without cheese, like with, without cheese, it's going to taste awful, except it probably tastes the same. It's just like some weird mystery sauce that they've put on top of it. Right. But the key here is that it's about your perception, not about reality. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering for you, how could we go about breaking down the morality and focusing on pleasure instead? Well, so the problem then for me would be is that the food that I thought was pleasurable was the one that I don't eat anymore. And the food that I eat now is nice, but not pleasurable in the same way. You don't enjoy it? No, I do enjoy it, but I don't, I don't feel particularly happy afterwards. Okay, so let's say before I used to eat like a bowl of sugary, well, not sugary, but like, I mean, all cereal kind of has sugar, like mashed cereal and like milk. And I'd have a whole bowl of it for breakfast and I'd have like a banana on top and like coffee. And, you know, that like has sugar and like it's milk and it's comforting. And I ate cereal when I was a kid. So it makes me feel like a child again. And that's what I associate with breakfast. And now I have a couple of fried eggs, usually a sausage. If there's some leftover salad, I eat that or I'll sort of some spinach. And it's all very nice and like it's tasty and, and delicious. And I feel like, again, happy that I made this or I'm eating this. But it's not the same feeling of like sitting down with like a big bowl of like something that feels comforting. And I think this is the thing. Like comfort is like a big association for me with food. And I don't find the food that I eat now comforting. I find it not, it's nourishing. It does the job. I enjoy the taste. It's not like I hate it, but I don't find it comforting in the way that I used to find other foods. Right. But you do enjoy the taste. I do. I do. No, there's nothing like I that I eat that I feel like I'm forcing down or like I'm doing it because I hate it. Like I feel like there's enough healthy food for me to make choices and, and think. It's not like I completely, like again, I'm not super virtuous. I, um, you know, so I started eating more vegetables now. I didn't eat that many before. When I started becoming very, like, yeah, like when I started like the last year or so, um, I ate a lot of protein first and I didn't eat vegetables. And I realized that was a mistake because I just was eating too much protein. Um, so like slowly I'm introducing like one vegetable at a time and trying to see how it tastes and how I can like whether it tastes better than than the food that I that I was used to. But yeah, I don't associate pleasure. Um, I do enjoy the things, but I don't associate them with like comfort or, or any happiness. So for you, pleasure and happiness are two different things. Yeah. I mean, I feel, yeah, sure. I feel like pleasure from the food that I eat, sure. But I don't feel like the same kind of feeling of like sitting down eating cereal happiness. I f- and I don't know why, but in my head now, this is like very strange. But I feel like sometimes I associate like, oh, when I was happier, I ate XYZ food, um, like especially on days that I'm stressed out. And today that I don't feel so happy, I'm also eating this food that I you know, is like a choice that I've made and it's not the best thing. Even though I probably wasn't that happy when I was eating the cereal. Um, it's just in my head. Like I associate this food with like some great time in my life and it wasn't some great time. It was like a regular day. But now in retrospect, it all seems like very golden and like movie flashback in like dream sequence kind of thing. So you're, you're basing a lot of your feelings on old beliefs that aren't even true. Yes, yes. I'm like, I'm sure that when I ate all of the cereal or when I ate like a free bread at, at a restaurant that it wasn't the, the greatest meal I've ever had or the best day of my life. But now in retrospect, it seems like the greatest day. Is it because you weren't dieting? Um, maybe. Maybe it's that. Or I think also maybe as like work pressure and stuff increases, it feels like this is just one more thing also that I have to do right before I think well like I lose weight later or I exercise or I 
I'll give up X, Y, Z thing, but I'll focus on the rest of my stuff. At least I have food going for me. And I think now it sometimes, sometimes it does feel like an extra effort that you have to make when you're trying to be healthier, right? Um, and it's always a better choice. Uh, I'm not saying it isn't. Um, like, for example, if I'm out and like it's more convenient to like get a to get like fast food, I'll have to think like, okay, no, I'm going to go home and it'll take me 30 minutes, but I'll still make a salad in the same amount of time that it will take me to eat this like crappy burger. And yeah, it usually is a better choice. And you feel better after you eat it. And also you do get some, you get pleasure out of eating it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like I enjoy the food I eat. I do. It's the snacking. I think that's the more problematic part. And then sometimes the the missing old foods and then trying to reintroduce them and realizing that they weren't that great um, and then feeling disappointed and then not finding. And then, you know, it's by contrast then, then the food that you're eating also doesn't seem that great. So I ate this. um, I used to really like this chickpea curry um, until like a year or so ago. And I had it a few days ago thinking like, oh, this is like my one special meal I'm going to have this month. And it didn't taste that great. But then by comparison, like the food you're eating now doesn't improve in that, like by, by comparison, it just feels like, oh, this was disappointing. And well, this is okay as well. It's nice and it's enjoyable, but it's not, it hasn't gotten better. <laughs> right. Oh, and you keep learning that even though you sort of believe that these, what you consider indulgent foods aren't really as comforting as you remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's not just that they were indulgent, right? Like some of the food that I eat now, like I I also struggle a lot with, with brain fog and like feeling sluggish in the mornings and also with a lot of bloating. So over the past few years, like my, well, at least over the past year, I've been trying to figure out like what food actually doesn't make me feel good, uh, whether that's like something that's healthy or, or something that's, so one of the things I, for example, did like when I stopped eating fast food was like, I switched over to eating sweet potato fries. And now I feel like I've eaten too many. Like sometimes I feel like I eat too many of them. So that's just one more thing out of the alternates that I used to eat that I don't enjoy anymore. Wait, you don't enjoy them because you've, you're like sick of them? Like you've eaten too many or, or you've overeaten them? I've overeaten. I feel like it isn't that great for me. Like I feel like sweet potatoes make me feel very bloated and I feel like slow and lazy afterwards. So I'm just like, well, okay, this isn't working for me. So, so there's some food that I've kind of had to eliminate because of that. Let me ask you something. Yeah. If you... Like, just pretend like you could wave a magic wand and, like, get rid of all the, like, reasons you're eating, <laughs> except, <laughs> except pleasure. What would that look like? Like, if you, I mean, if you could just eat whatever you wanted, and, I mean, would you binge on chili cashew nuts? Like, what would you eat? Okay, I think I would, like, I definitely eat cereal. I could, I quite desperately miss cereal uh, for breakfast. and. I would have, I think I still have eggs because I always enjoyed eggs. Um, It's a big big breakfast. Yeah, but like, I mean, not with this, like I'm just saying on two different days, like I wouldn't have (laughs) cereal and eggs at the same time. Um, We're like talking about a magic wand, like I'm imagining my whole week of food. (laughs) Um, So no, I think I would definitely have cereal. I would have. So you enjoy the cereal. I thought you said you didn't. You you enjoy the the sugar cereal with the milk and the banana? I did. I did. I really did. Um, Even now? No, I don't eat it now. No, but you, um, would you, but you do enjoy it now, still, if you had it. I haven't, I haven't had it in a long time. A, because I realized like mass-produced cereal was like the worst, and that's what it was like. It was just giving me a sugar spike, and it wasn't really nutritious in any way. I always felt hungry afterwards. Like I never felt full from eating cereal. It was good, but 
I never like an hour later, I'd be like, okay, what, what else should I eat? Because I'm like starving at 11 o'clock. So you like the taste, but it wasn't working for you. Yeah, it just wasn't like nutritious, right? And then obviously, as I started tweeting and, and trying to become more healthy, I realized like how like that must produce cereal wasn't nutritious in any way, right? It wasn't like there were much better sources of eating fiber or, or getting dairy in other forms than having a big bowl of sugary cereal the first thing in the morning. So how would you say, how often would you eat that if like, if we had this magic wand and, and, and nutrition wasn't necessary or like nutrition matters only in, in the way it makes you feel later, not like in some theoretical, like I need to lose 10 kilos sort of sense. Yeah. Like probably twice or twice a week. Okay. Like, yeah, at least definitely twice or twice a week. And also because I think I associated, I'm, I'm going off track here, but I also associated it with being quick and easy, right? So like, oh, it's easier than standing in a hot kitchen and making eggs for yourself or like sauteing spinach. I didn't even think I knew how to saute spinach like two years ago. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like it was also an easier choice, right? Because it's like this box, it's right there. Like, But still, even even all things considered, five days a week, you would still choose eggs and spinach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because okay. like I enjoy eggs and I enjoy like eating vegetables in the morning. And I, I, I like the fact that I feel full until lunch and sometimes not even at lunch. Like I, I can go up to like 1, 2 p.m. without eating, like without needing, feeling the need to eat lunch, which I enjoy. Like I enjoy feeling full and not constantly thinking and stressing about like what snack do I eat now or when I'm out, like, oh, I'm so hungry, I can't like, function anymore. Yeah, so, you're, so energy level and hunger and satiety is, is, is important to you. It's important to me because also, like, I'm a journalist, so it's also important for the work that I do. Like, when I'm out, I can't be, you know, like, hungry an hour into an interview. Maybe we'll save the cereal for weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, so, like, cereal, I think I would eat. I would definitely eat um, some form of rice at some point, I think. I like I ate a lot of white rice before. You don't. You don't eat rice now. No, no. Um, I don't eat rice now. I well, I do. I eat rice occasionally, but I eat rice. I keep it mostly for dinner because I feel like it's just it works better for me at dinner than it does for at lunch. Like I feel like anything I eat, like at lunch, I have to be really specific with what I eat. Otherwise, I feel like my the rest of my day is ruined. Like I need to eat food that makes me that keeps me focused and okay so um, uh, during the during the day you're you're managing your energy levels quite a bit with what you yeah eat. okay yeah and and this is the problem like when I overeat snacks like my day is ruined because I can't do anything else like and then that's also why it's not worth it because it doesn't just destroy like my food diary or whatever for the day it like destroys my work so definitely the snacks would not be on your magic wand day no but like yeah, I mean, is this a magic wand of like things that I would like to eat or things that I should eat? It, well, no, definitely the things that you would like to eat for both pleasure and energy and your quality of life in general. Well, then I wouldn't put cereal in that list. Like I would like to eat cereal because I miss cereal, but I wouldn't like to eat it for nutrition for sure. Or like that's not good for me in any kind of way. So yeah, like that's what cereal. That's cereal just on my wish list of things I'm going to eat when I'm like dying. Well, but I but I think that's important. I, I don't want to cut those out completely because I, I I think that's the problem. Right, because I'm starving myself of like happy food. Yes. Right. So yeah. So definitely cereal then, and I would still eat eggs and spinach, and I think yeah, like I would eat some kind of rice like at least once a week. Yeah, I don't want to eat bread anymore though because I feel like it is not like maybe as a once in a while like treat like it's fine but i 
don't enjoy how full it makes me feel. I feel like, so before what, what used to happen was that I would eat like piles and piles of bread, I suppose. Well, not piles, but like if there were three like slices of toast, I would eat all three and would eat one egg. And now I feel like I feel much better if I have two eggs and I don't actually need to eat the toast to make me feel full. Um, and now that I don't eat bread, I realize how, like, when, oh, actually when I do eat bread, like occasionally, if I'm at home and, and there's like half a piece or whatever and I eat it, I realize how full it makes me feel. And I think, was I just this full all the time before from bread, essentially, not even from like actual food. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel like I feel much better if I have salad. So yeah, like on my magic one list would also be lots of salad and, and yeah, nuts, I suppose. Like I would definitely want to eat lots of, lots of nuts and like, just because I associate them with, again, something that's crunchy and spicy and snacky. But presumably you would, you would also, with your magic wand, limit the quantity so that it didn't make you uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, so I would have like a photo of myself at the like nut store where they were only allowed to give me 10. <laughs> or like there was some like magic cupboard where I could never find them. Or you could just stop. <laughs> or I could just stop. Well, that's the thing. So this is what I always do. I do stop. And I'm very good for like, months on end well not months but like okay like a few months on end and then I get stressed out and then I spend like again an hour thinking should I go out should I buy chips should I not buy chips should I buy nuts instead what nuts should I buy yeah like for example I was traveling a few months ago and I think I spent half an hour of my layover literally roaming around like grocery food stores thinking what should I get to eat because none of the food on the food court seemed very appealing and it's like, well, what kind of snack can I have? But like, these nuts are too expensive. These ones are too, like, salty. Um, these ones seem too overprocessed. Like, which ones are good? Like, it takes me a lot of time now to like figure out what I want to eat. It sounds like, yeah, you don't. You're weighing a lot of choices, and they're all sort of polar opposite of each other. Like they counteract. And I inevitably feel like I make the bad choice. I don't make the good one either. Um, like, sure, I most days I feel like I make good choices, but when it's like when the when the environment's a bit in flux and I feel like I don't make the best choices. And I feel increasingly now as this urge has come back to eat snacks, I feel like I'm definitely not making the best choices. And you feel guilty about that? Yeah, yeah. Great amounts of guilt and shame. And I instantly want to tell someone and like, I will, you know, shun the store. Like when I look at it, like I won't look at it in like the direct sunlight might burn me. Like I will like wash up the bowls before anyone sees it. Like a junkie, like eating yeah. my nuts in a corner. Shame, a lot of shame. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I've really like overloaded you with all of my problems today. No, 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 no. It's it's good. Um, I think it's it's important to get to the bottom of all this stuff. It's what, what's really interesting to me is what you just 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 described is a pretty healthy day. I mean, the the worst thing you want is a little bit of rice once a week and some cereal on the weekends. That's, I mean. I, it doesn't sound particularly different from how you eat. Um, but the other component that I do that I hear you saying it quite a bit is that you use food to manage your stress and you don't know how to stop that. Yeah. And I I for example, like I work out in the evenings at six thirty and if I have like a stressful day, I like it for example, if I'm getting stressed out at eleven AM, I know that like I can't sort of go out and work out right away, right? Because it's still like 6.30 before I can like unleash some of that like stress in the gym uh, and my workout class. So between 11 and 6, what else am I going to do to fill up my time? 
like how do I get rid of the stress now? And sometimes I try to talk myself out of it or like do other stress, like to to like listen to music or maybe go out for a walk, but it doesn't always work. And usually because my like go-to for stress is snacks. Right. So you're you don't know a, another option. Um, you use exercise to some extent, but when you're at work, it's it's harder to find an alternative to stress reduction. Yeah. And I think before, because I used to drink, so like a few years ago, I drank like a lot of Diet Coke. I, I think I, I mean, I didn't wean myself off that in the same way. Uh, it was actually quite easy to give up. But I think I also treated that for a long time as like a stress thing. Um, if I was like feeling stressed, I would have like some Diet Coke. And then I just, I, this is the problem also now. I feel like I replace one thing with the other. So like I replaced Diet Coke with like other snacks and I replaced other snacks with, actually, you know, I had like Diet Coke with snacks a lot, but um, then I replaced the snack with the other ones and I replaced like the snack with the healthier snack. And now do I need to replace this healthy snack because I'm eating too much of it with another healthier snack? And then what happens when I run out of healthy options? Right. Because it's also difficult to find healthy stuff like all the time. Right. So it's often a struggle as well to to do and yeah i just overeat too much of the healthy stuff i think it's it sounds like you first you struggle with the decision of if you're going to use food to deal with your stressful situation and that's like fraught with emotion in and of itself on top of whatever emotion you were feeling to begin with and then if you make the decision to go ahead and have the snack then at that point like the floodgates open and like there's no turning back like it's hard to stop yeah absolutely and um so this is interesting so what do you think is the bigger problem like so part of me is thinks that you aren't getting enough pleasure from your your food would you agree with that um yes and no i don't know um i mean there are some days where i will go without having a snack and i really enjoy all three meals and i look forward to them but there's something missing yeah yeah for sure and it has something to do with bringing you back into a time where, which isn't exactly existent or maybe never existed, but in, in a time, in your, at least in your mind, where you felt free and you believed that you know, food was, was something that you had that you could rely on for comfort. Yeah, yeah. And like, I wasn't bound by like these rules, like, oh, you should eat before 8 p.m. or you should have, like, you know, eat more now. Otherwise, like, you're just going to feel hungry later. But you were completely free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. If I wanted to eat like two meals, I would eat two meals. Or, you know, if I wanted like a third helping of bread, I would have a third helping of bread. And I'm sure I felt like great amount of guilt and shame as well. But I right. don't remember any of that guilt and shame now. You just remember the freedom. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you do remember, you do remember what it felt like to, to feel un- unhealthy and not comfortable in your body though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So which is why, like, that's the only reason I stick to, to, well, not that's the only reason, but like, that's part of the reason why I stick to, because I know I cannot fall back into, um, into the way I ate before. And like, my approach with, with to food was unhealthy. My approach to, to cooking was un, unhealthy. My approach to like, just something as basic as a salad was unhealthy. But you don't even want that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't, and I, I realize now over the time, like I keep trying to reduce these things that I used to enjoy and they're not great for me anymore. But yeah, I, I associate it with like, um, no, I think, so anyway, to answer your question, I feel like I do enjoy my food. I just, there is something missing and I don't really know what that is. And sometimes I think, is it because I didn't eat enough? Um, and I'm feeling like hungry, which is why I want this, but not really always. Or is it because 
there was like something missing, like do I not get enough sugar? Um, is that what my body needs? Like, is there something that I've got out that was really good for me and I didn't realize it? Like, I'm not quite sure what the problem is. And like my daily diet, like, otherwise I feel fine with it. Like, I obviously have these meals every day and I'm I'm happy with them. And I thought like I eat the same thing every day. Also, like, there's a lot of variation. You so you really like what you're what you're eating, but it but there's something missing. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know if it's nutritional or emotional. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Or if there is a solution that might bring in both of those options. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because then I think, well, well, if I eat like, I don't know, like if I have like a sugary fruit smoothie afterwards, was that just going to spike my sugar? Is it going to make me want to crave more like sweet things afterwards? Or if I have one slice of bread, is it going to make me want like four more? I might just want to feel really full afterwards. Like, no, it doesn't make me feel great. So like, again, the thought process and like the obsessive overthinking comes into play. Have you tested much? Have you I mean, you said you've tested a few things and, and discovered that you actually didn't enjoy them as much as you had thought you would. Um, but have you tested, for instance, do, do you eat grains at all? Um, not as much as I used to before, no. Because I had, like, again, I would eat too many grains. Like, I would eat a, a, a South Asian food, as you know, like, eats, like, uses a lot of grain, and I would just eat too much of it. So I had to... I, when I stopped eating grains, it was mostly to see like how much, whether I enjoyed the actual food itself, because I feel like I used to use grains as like a mask. Like I could eat anything with bread, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. I could. Um, my like dad once dared me to eat like two massive kebabs with like bread. And I swear I would have eaten the whole thing. But yeah, so I felt like I needed to take out the bread and see if I actually enjoyed the food for what it is. Yeah. Um, and I do now, like I enjoy food much more that there's no bread to mask it with or like no bread to, to use it. Yeah. But you told me you miss rice. I do. I do. But I, I like when I miss rice, like I actually will try and like have it not as much as I used to before, like not like platefuls of it, but I'll have like a good five or six spoons of it. I mean, I feel like that create like that satisfies my I don't have as much of it as I used to. Um, and I think that maybe I should change. Like I should eat it more regularly, like as opposed to making it like a once in a month kind of or twice in a month kind of treat. But I actually shouldn't say that I had like rice in the afternoon today. I think that might be a really good idea. I think that might be a really good idea because, you know, you, you've you've listed it as one of your potential comfort foods. Yeah. It sounds like you've gotten under control the the quantity, which may have been an issue before. And also, it's grains are real food. Like, I'm not talking about bread. You know, I'm talking about yeah. rice. I eat rice every week, personally. Um, I have, you know, grains for breakfast almost every morning. And I noticed that when I was doing... And this is obviously totally anecdotal. It's just me. But for me, uh, I do much better with a small amount of grains in my daily intake than without. And I will overeat. Uh, I, I will, I'll just get bingy. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay if I like just go super low carb. I will I'll go for a few days and then I'll just be starving and I'll either eat a ton of protein and fat, like I'll have like a giant piece of steak or something um, and feel sick afterwards. Or, uh, you know, in a worse situation, I'll like, you know, maybe have too many glasses of wine and then go out with my friends and like eat a bunch of pizza or something. Like I'll just, you know, it, it would be a really bad situation out of my control because and I solved it. I mean, it was so easy to solve. I just, I, I love rice. I, I like love my oatmeal in the morning. And, um, and I, it helped. I actually, I lost weight when I added it in. Well, that's a good idea. I never really thought of it that way. So I always thought like, because I ate too much of it. So I thought like, again, I have, this is like one thing I have to shut down because 
um i eat too much fat but now i i like as i do miss it and i do and i feel like rice is one of those things that you can control like by spoon right because like you see it on a plate like it's not like bread which is God, amorphous right and bread is a lot more processed as well so your body yeah. reacts differently yeah um and i feel like with rice you can control how much you're having and it adds on to it as opposed to it being like the base of your meal exactly exactly um so that's something mm. you can try does that sound that's a good idea does yeah. that sound scary or does that sound like it might help no it sounds great um yeah and it might help but like no, i mean i'm curious now because i'm trying to think like is this going to help me with with all the other emotional problems i have with food and because i have this one emotional like i had a big like emotional connection to rice when i was a kid um like all of my favorite childhood meals involved rice i'm trying to think like will this help me think well i've had like my emotional fill for the day but i also feel like is that the right way to approach food like this like this is my emotional food and this is my healthy food yeah so that's actually a really good question you're right like on the one hand you don't want to rely on food and rice to fulfill you emotionally. Obviously, nobody wants that. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, microdoses or whatever you want to call them, like, you know, managing so that your, your food in a way that takes into account your emotions can potentially take the edge off a little bit. I mean, it, you know, it's, we, we had a, 15 minute conversation about how you love what you're eating now, but it's not what it used to be, you know, and, and this, this, and, and and you couldn't even give me a reason why the other way you used to eat made you happy. It just did. Uh, And for you to have just to maybe just adding a little bit of of that back. Yeah. Might go a, a long way so that you don't feel like you're missing something from your life. Because, I mean, childhood food is, it's not, this isn't just like a weakness, right? I mean, it's part of who you are. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And like rice was a big thing for me. Yeah. I have very strong connections to like, I grew up, I spent a lot of time in my childhood in Baja, Mexico. So I like, I have very strong associations with happy times in my childhood and Mexican food. And I don't think it's unhealthy (laughs) to to celebrate that on a semi-regular basis especially when you're talking about a fairly benign real food you know it's not bad yeah, for you yeah it's not like yeah i mean i also ate like a lot of ice cream when i was a kid but like actually i didn't eat that much ice cream i was like quite restricted with ice cream but i don't feel like i need to eat ice cream every single day um but this is the thing also like i when i'm doing all the decision making like all this thought process in my head like i go through every single food like it's also like it's terribly destructive so i go through every single food that i can't have anymore and i'm just like oh i'm so sad like i can't even eat donuts anymore i can't even eat this anymore i can't even eat like cake anymore even though it's like i don't even remember how many donuts i've had in the last few years like probably one in you know like on, on a regular basis like i probably never ate donuts like i if i would go to a donut shop if i was like running an errand and there was no other place around but now i actively miss them as if it was like something i eat every day because you told yourself you can't have them yeah, and like also, and I only think of this when I'm stressed out. Like I don't think of like when I I I actually live by two donut shops, uh, and I don't miss them. Like I never want to go into them on any other day. But like when I'm stressed out, I'm like, oh look, two other places I can't go to. Right. So yeah, so I so this is interesting. So I think for you, definitely testing the rice as, as yeah, um, just a place to start, and also understanding that you can have a donut whenever you want. This is true. What you can have a donut whenever you want. <laughs> 
But what if it's not? So the so the fear that I have is that it won't be just one. That I will want to then eat a second and a third. And you just told me you don't even like donuts that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But like, this is my fear: is that I feel like I will eat many more of them, um, or that they'll be there. So like, this is, this happened um, a few weeks ago. I had uh, we had these these guests coming over, and I went to a bakery and I I bought like almond biscotti, and I don't even like almond biscotti. Like if it's on a on like one of those like when you've got a and have a cappuccino somewhere and they give you an almond biscotti and never even eat it but because they the guests didn't eat it it was in the house and i'm and i was like well it's here so somebody has to finish it might as well be me so like every day i would eat like a little chunk of it um and it wasn't good like but i couldn't bring myself to throw it away because i'm like i spent money on this and it's like food so like just eat the whole thing how do you feel about that just awful because it's not and that's the thing like I feel like if I had to eat something like this, it would should have been something I enjoyed. Like I ate something that I did not enjoy. I have no association to. I only ate it because for the simple reason that it was there. That's so it. So if you could go back in time and redo that, what would you do this time differently? I would go down and like go back in time and never go back to that bakery. <laughs> uh, that's like what I would do. Like I would never eat that biscotti because it wasn't good. Like I don't enjoy that much sugar. Like, definitely. I don't really enjoy biscotti. Um, why couldn't I have just eaten, like, a cake instead or something nice? Or once you realized it was gross or not very good, just, I mean, it's okay to throw out food if it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad. It was just not good for me. I mean, it was okay. Actually, it wasn't that, like, it's not like it was gross. But, but yeah, I just felt like, no, 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 it's like a waste to throw out food. So I should eat the whole thing. Yeah, I should have just thrown it out. This So this is another thing that, that um, is probably going to be important for you to work on. Coming to terms with what you actually like, I feel like you've been afraid to let yourself like food because you think that if you like something and you eat it, you will not stop eating it. And I don't think that's true. I think that if you, I think that you've experienced that because you have still in your head, you have restriction, you know, and if it's the last sugar you're ever going to eat in your life, it's not going to go in the trash. It's going to go in your mouth. (laughs) right yeah yeah but if you tell yourself actually like i i it's totally okay to throw this away and go to the store and buy a cake right now like that's an option (laughs) like and you won't one one thing is not gonna make you it's not gonna turn you into your old self because you just told me for quite a while how much you enjoy eggs and salad and sauteed spinach and how you feel better. Like you're not going to just start eating donuts all the time. I don't, I don't believe that about you. Well, thank you, Daria. But I like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to try this out, but I, and you're right. Like what you're saying makes absolute sense. It's just, this has always been my fear is that I'm going to like the same thing that happened with the nuts is like, I'm just going to start eating and I'm never going to stop. Even though I probably will, because obviously it's unhealthy and I can't eat cake 24 seven. You definitely will. (laughs) I know it yeah. is your fear. And it's important to understand that it it's is it really true? No, it isn't. Yeah. Obviously I can't eat cake twenty four seven. Like I can't afford to eat cake twenty four seven. Well, I mean some people can. <laughs> like yeah. Um yeah, but the the thing well, no, actually that makes sense. Um but then should I think of these things as like a treat? Like am I rewarding myself? Or should I think of these things as like, well, this is part of my day and I'm just going to have dessert. Like I haven't normalized these things for a long time. Um, now you're so now asking real questions. Into, 
Yeah. Now you're getting this. <laughs> no, no, no. This is really, really good. So this is, this is what you have to learn to negotiate. You're, now that you're asking the right question, not that the question isn't, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? Should I eat this? Should I not? Like, you're going to eat it eventually. You know, the question yeah. is, where are my boundaries? Yeah. And I think I will probably just learn to set them when I have that first cake. Like I will realize at what point I need to stop because or no, but I feel like the 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 problem I I won't have so much is with the well I mean I will have with the portions and with like wanting to eat more is that do I consider these like oh how do I know whether I'm eating this because I want to eat it or because like I'm filling some kind of emotional hole like is it a treat is it a part of my daily diet is it like where do I categorize it Great, great. This is a good question. The, I, it, you know, the, the approach that I always take on summer tomato is habits. You want to optimize for healthy, for sure. Your breakfast, lunch, dinner on work days, you know, where it's just a normal day. It's not a special day. Sure, you're going to be stressed, but on, on it, stresses will come up. Um, and if it's a particularly stressful day, maybe that is a special occasion day if it's worse than normal. But your normal habits. That's, that's, you protect those. You protect us for your health because that's what maintains your energy for your work, you know, maintains your clear head, you know, and it keeps your conscience free or whatever guilt you have around eating good versus bad. You know, it'll help you break that down a little bit because right now you're moralizing a lot, your food choices. Um, But, you know, if your normal habits are healthy all the time, you can start to let that go. And then you can start weighing what's special. What do I actually enjoy? Like you don't, there's, you should absolutely never be eating something you feel bad about and you don't like that much. Like almond biscotti. I agree with you. Those are gross. Like like if you're going to be eating something, (laughs) if you're going to be eating something that you feel like you would never put into your daily habits because you know that if you ate it regularly, it would, it would not serve you well. You should enjoy the heck out of those things and you should have them and they should never be completely off limits and 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 the question for you is when when is it special you know maybe it's just been a long week and you feel like having pancakes for brunch or cereal for brunch on saturday or maybe it's your birthday and you want ice cream those things are fine and i won't trigger myself into like a spiral of eating and shame and snacking and just eating ice cream all the time even if that happens once, you know what I mean? It's like the the habits are what keep you, you, you know, they're what keep you going. And uh, trust me, if you get out of your healthy eating habits and you start feeling that sluggish feeling or in the afternoon, like you won't be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that on days like when I don't eat well in the afternoon or if I've like haven't eaten enough breakfast, I feel terrible afterwards or like the days that I've lost to nuts. Um, like I don't think those were productive. Like I wish I'd taken a day off to do something else instead, right? Like something fun instead of like lying in bed feeling like, why did I eat like a pound of macadamia nuts? That's a great idea. Maybe sometimes you need days off. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a better way to cope with stress sometimes. Yeah. But like, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like I often think, well, I should have just spent if I wasn't spending the day feeling ill from eating food, I should have just taken the day off, which I've taken off anyway now because I feel ill, um, to do something actually fun and enjoyable, not lie in bed and wish I hadn't eaten so many nuts. Like, it's not worth it. 
It's not, essentially. It's not worth it. But I always try to make it like, I always try to justify that it is, it's going to be worth it at the end. Um, but you know that's But it true. never is. Yeah. So let me ask you then, let's brainstorm a little bit what you could do instead. Um, like I'm trying to think of like a stressful day and and what I would do instead. I think one of the things that might help is if, well, I, I like this all right, rice idea because I would then say to myself, like, don't eat right now. You're going to have like a nice comforting meal in four hours and that will take the stress and the pain away. Just knowing that relief is coming. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's, you know, when you're like in the middle of a, well, I don't know anything that you don't enjoy. Like you look, you think like, oh, it's an hour left. Like I can, I can push through for an hour. Totally. I mean, that's like one interesting, one way of thinking about it is that I have something to look forward to in a few hours. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I should put up like little notes around my laptop that say like, don't eat nuts. Like you're going to feel bad in four hours. Like future supper, don't do this. Uh, but like I did, so I I stopped checking social media before 8.30 in the morning. And I have a reminder like on my phone which says like, have a stress-free day, which is like ironic because I sometimes still have stress-free days, like stressful days. But the whole idea of doing it was that I, so like I had my, obviously my phone checks in on me at 8.30 to make sure that like I am not falling back into my habit. Um, but I feel like that also becomes very regimented. Like it's just one more thing that I'm adding on of like a list of to-dos to do. Right. But you, but, but what you're saying though, is you found a play, a way to create space for yourself to, to have a good day. Like you, you came up with a little strategy. You came up with a strategy yeah. and, and that's yeah. great. Yeah. You can definitely use yeah. that stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I feel like might help is like reminding myself. Like I feel like I should film myself next time I eat nuts and like replay it on. Um, it's like when you, when you've drunk too much and like you feel really sick afterwards and like for a few days afterwards, you're like, I'm never going to drink again because this was <laughs> awful. <laughs> right. And like if somebody taped that like and showed it to you every time you were about to have like the fifth drink, you would never drink again. Um, or like you wouldn't <laughs> pick up that fifth drink, essentially. Like, Good I don't enough. know, I feel like if there was like video evidence, or, like some sort of like flashing reminder, like don't do this, you're about to like step over the edge. And not like step over the edge because it's fearful, I suppose, which is what you've been saying, but step over the edge because it's going to be terrible for you. Right. Right. Like, I think I just have to stop feeling scared of what will happen if I, I think also one of the things that I struggle with or like I have struggled with is that if I don't eat the snack, I will feel worse. So ergo, I must eat it and I will feel better. Like, what if I just like get more and more stressed out? So it's almost like medicine essentially like if i don't have this medicine now like i'll just feel bad in two more hours so might as well just do it now you know I, I, that's a really good point and um it's it's really good that you know the headspace that you're in in that moment because in that moment as long as the only option is feel terrible or feel terrible feel terrible later like you're gonna pick feel terrible later <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so now in a moment is a good example like you're clear headed, you're not in the heat of the moment, you're not under when you're not under the stress is the time when to come up with an alternative behavior and think it think it through. And so when you hit that trigger, that stress trigger again, you can actually stop for a second and be like, hey, I knew this was gonna happen. I'm gonna try this other thing. And if it doesn't work, then you know it wasn't a good enough plan. You need a better plan. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, you're right. You can't make that. Will, you can't count on yourself to make that decision in the moment. You have to make that decision <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have to find a way to 
to stop myself before like I find myself running out of the house like thinking chips now so my, I think my like way of talking myself down I have to definitely change that and stop thinking of it as a punishment or like as a if you don't do x then y will happen like maybe y won't happen yeah right I'm excited I'm like excited about eating rice for sure but I'm also excited about like not feeling scared of what happens when I don't eat something. Excellent. Those are, I think that's, those are two great things to try. Um, testing your fear, you know, with little tests, you can do little tests. I mean, you're already in a situation where you're feeling terrible from like binging on nuts several times a week. So, you know, you don't have anything to lose to try something new. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I just need to, but how do I like stop this moralizing that I have with food? Because like now that I've said it out loud, I feel like it's terrible that I think this way about food. Um, <laughs> it's tough. Or is that just, or is that just like a longer term process of understanding like why I feel this way? Yeah. So um, uh, it'll take a lot of self reflection, right? Like it's not something we can do here in one session. That's true. Yeah. But but you're absolutely right. Y- y- ba- it's based on some logical beliefs right it's based on some beliefs and some logic that and there's a there's flaws in there in your in your thinking around it maybe there there's emotion mixed up in it maybe it has to do with your dieting days you know maybe there could be many many reasons um for moralizing food choices but you have to start questioning your assumptions like is rice bad Uh, maybe you know is 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 bread bad is food innately bad is that true? No, of course not. No, it's like, I mean, food is great. If, if food was awful, then we would just be eating, I don't know, one of those like nights you feel poor for the rest of the day. Like there's an actual joy of, of eating and and cooking and and all of that. Like I, even at like the my lowest, I've never felt like I'm going to give up on food altogether. Um, like starvation does not work as, a, as an idea. Like I've, I've gone, I mean, I can go, if I've eaten like a big, like full, like high fat breakfast, I can go like a day without, well, like un- throughout the day without eating food, but it doesn't mean that I want to starve the rest of the days. And also there's yeah. nothing wrong with eating food only because you like it. Well, no, it's like you're like breaking all of my assumptions. Okay. Well, I will try that one out. Yeah, these are things to think about. <laughs> these are things that, I know it's, 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 it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of truth to lay down, like at midnight. Thanks, Aria. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is like how like a murder mystery gets written. Like it was midnight, and like some poor girl alone at home, like gets a phone call. Um, this is like scream, but healthy. Well, I hope it doesn't end the way that movie ends. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you have a lot to lot to think about and a lot to test. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you've like summed up everything I've felt about food for such a long time and haven't thought about in any kind of way. And yeah, I feel so ridiculous having said all these things out loud because no, this is how we get it. Is this how I really? This is how we get them. Solved. Yeah, because like I haven't really articulated like my thoughts on food in any way other yeah. than like just feeling shameful and like regretful about them. Like right. I talk about food a lot, but just in like a mournful way. Well, by the way, also when you feel shameful and regretful is when you're thinking processes and executive thought logic just shuts down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that it's not an accident that that's true. Um, and yeah, it can just be really helpful to just say things out loud and, and question whether or not 
those things are the are the right things to be thinking. Right. Great. Well, keep me posted. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Daria. Um, I really, really enjoyed talking to you. And um, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time and for solving through all of my very complicated and more issues with food. My pleasure, Sava. Good luck. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.